your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 411 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get your podcasts. And today, we're going to be talking a little bit about the best available unrestricted free agents on the market in the NHL, and we will also be discussing if any of these players, and we're not going to get to every single player, obviously, but some of the more prominent names who are still out there, uh, ripe for the taking for any team that wants to roll the dice with some of these veteran unrestricted free agents, and we will talk about those players at length and also talk about whether they could be a fit for the New York Rangers. The Rangers, you know, it looks right now like their roster is basically packed to the brim, but you never know. There could always be one or two more signings in the works. And if you go bargain hunting, you can find a good player and somebody pretty solid that can help your team this season. I guarantee you right now, there's an unrestricted free agent out there somewhere that we're not even really thinking of that's going to end up signing with a team and end up helping that team in a big, big way this upcoming season. There's always a couple of guys like that. So we're going to look at some of, like I said, the more prominent unrestricted free agents and talk about whether or not they could potentially be a fit for the Rangers. We will also talk about another member of the New York Ranger draft class of 2021. But let's go ahead and start like we were just talking about with the best available remaining unrestricted free agents. I'm going to start with Zach Parise. You know, we already mentioned Parise along with Ryan Suter when they were both bought out by the Minnesota Wild earlier this offseason. They were sort of the first dominoes to fall in the buyout period. Suter has since signed with the Stars, but Parise is still out there and it's something where, you know, the Rangers, they could at least do their due diligence. They could talk to Zach Parise if they want to, but I really don't see a fit with the Rangers. Parise has been in pretty sharp decline over these past couple of seasons. He had a little bit of a bounce back season three years ago in 2018-2019. In that season, he had 61 points in 74 games, which was actually the second highest point total of his career in the past decade, you know, second best of the last 10 seasons. But he's a little bit older, just turned 37 years old. And the other big, big strike against Zach Parise coming to the Rangers is he plays the left wing, which is the one position where the Rangers clearly do not need any help. They are absolutely loaded there. And I'll say what I said when we initially talked about Zach Parise after the buyout from the Minnesota Wild. I'm not convinced that he wasn't at least a little bit overrated, even when he was in his prime, at least a little bit. And his prime was about a decade ago. So this is a pass for me. Uh, Zach Parise, again, you know, if you're the Rangers, maybe you call him up and you see if there's anything there, but I just don't really see it as a fit. He is one of the more prominent names remaining in free agency, which is why I brought him up. But we'll move this thing right along here. And the next guy I want to talk about is goalie Devin Dubnik. Now, at first glance, I don't really see a fit for the Rangers and Devin Dubnik because the Rangers seem like they're pretty set at goalie. Obviously, Igor Shesterkin is going to be the guy for the foreseeable future, it would certainly appear. The Rangers and Igor continue to 
uh, make progress on an extension talk. If there's anything official, if Igor signs the dotted line and the Rangers lock him up long term, we will definitely talk about that. If you want my general thoughts on the Rangers and Igor Shesterkin perhaps coming to an agreement, you can definitely check out yesterday's episode. We talk about that at great length. The long and short of it for right here right now is that I love the idea of extending Igor Shesterkin despite him having a small sample size. But with Dubnik, yeah, I mean, he's 35 years old. He split last season between the San Jose Sharks and the Colorado Avalanche, was traded from San Jose to Colorado. And then when he got to the Avs, he was mostly the backup to Philip Grubauer. But the strike against Devin Dubnik is the simple fact that he has really fallen off over these past two seasons here. Last year, he had a record of 6-11-2 between the Avalanche and the Sharks, a goals against average of 3.20 and a save percentage of 8.95 to go along with one shutout. So obviously not a banner season for Devin Dubnik this past year. Uh, the season before this one that just concluded, he was with the Minnesota Wild his last year with Minnesota. He was 12-15-2 with a 3.35 goals against average, an 8.90 save percentage, and one shutout. So he's kind of fallen on some hard times over these past couple of seasons. Injuries are somewhat to blame for that. So why do I even bring him up here? Why do I even throw him out as a possibility for the New York Rangers? Well, he was a heck of a goalie and probably one of the most underrated goalies in the league for a long time before these past two injury-riddled seasons. Dubnik between 2014-2015 and 2018-2019 had a goals against average between 1.78 and 2.72 in every single one of those seasons, and his save percentage during that time frame was anywhere between 9.13 and 9.36. So this guy was solid as a rock, and I think the fact that he kind of played in obscurity for a good chunk of his career, I mean, he spent a ton of time with the Minnesota Wild, he had part of a season with the Coyotes, and then he goes to the San Jose Sharks this past season, he wasn't exactly in the line and he's one of those guys that just kind of flew under the radar despite being probably a top 10 goalie for, you know, about a four or five year window there. And obviously it has kind of gone south for him in recent seasons. I do think the biggest reason for that, though, are the injuries. And so if he comes to the Rangers in a backup role, then maybe that helps him kind of regain his form a little bit. It's not quite as demanding if he's not going to be out there every single night, if he's not going to be the guy night in and night out. I mean, there were seasons where the Minnesota Wild really leaned on Dubnik. He was out there pretty much every night, and I don't know if that took a toll or not, but if he reverts to being a backup, like I said, I, I could see him maybe staying healthy and kind of regaining that form a little bit. And this is a move that I think the Rangers could and probably would only consider if they end up trading Alex Georgiev. We talked about this in yesterday's episode as well. Alex Georgiev and his camp might be looking for the Rangers to move him. I think Georgiev wants to go to a place where he'll at least have a chance to compete for the starting role, which it doesn't look like is going to be the case with the Rangers. As we talked about in yesterday's episode, they'll say all the right things. Hey, everybody's got to earn their spot. This is an open competition, this, that, and the other thing. But I think if you read the writing on the wall, it's pretty obvious that the Rangers are looking to go with Igor Sesterkin as the guy uh, for the foreseeable future, which is also evidenced by the fact that they're apparently looking to lock him up long term. And again, we'll keep our eye on all this news as it pertains to the current New York Ranger goalies. But if Alex Georgiev is indeed sent out of town, you know, you could go with Keith Kincaid as the backup. Uh, we talked about the possibility of Henrik Lundqvist maybe making his return to the Rangers. But another option that's on the table here is to sign Devin Dubnik on a cheap one-year team-friendly contract. I don't think, you know, given that he's fallen off in recent seasons, I don't think Dubnik is in a position to really make high demands. He'd probably be looking for one of those one-year prove-it type deals. And Given that he would be the clear-cut number two goalie with the Rangers, 
Again, maybe that helps him stay healthy. I get the feeling Dubnik is going to end up as a backup goalie wherever he lands. But to me, given Dubnik's success in the past, I think his ceiling next year might be the best backup goalie in hockey. I think that's at least possible. So if you're the Rangers and you want to trade Alex Georgiev and clear a little bit of cap space and get something in return, and you then want to look to fill that backup goalie role with somebody, I think it's at least worth looking into Devin Dubnik. Once again, given the success that he's had in the past and given the simple fact that his struggles over these past couple of seasons could be due and probably are mostly due to his injury issues. And those are issues that might be able to be solved if he's in a backup role and and used sparingly by the Rangers or by whatever team ends up signing him. So Dubnik, to me, at least worth a look if the Rangers do, in fact, end up trading Alex Georgiev. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So here's a free agent name that a lot of us are very, very familiar with, and it's a guy that was connected to the Rangers really ever since before the season ended, even when we were kind of looking ahead to impending unrestricted free agents. I'm pretty sure we tossed this guy out there, and that is going to be Casey Sezikis, 30-year-old center who has spent his entire career, all 10 seasons of his NHL career, with the rival New York Islanders. Uh, This is someone who, as we all know, is a giant pain to play against, just a physical bottom six forward, if ever there was one. And the thing that I love here, not only would the Rangers be helping themselves by bringing in Casey Zizekas, they would also be hurting the New York Islanders, a hated division rival. And they would be hurting an Islander team that really had the Rangers number last season, was able to stifle the Rangers, not let them really get anything going offensively, push the Rangers around a little bit. If the Rangers, you know, they've already made a lot of moves to make themselves a more physical, more gritty team. If you add Casey Zizekas to that equation and you also take him away from the Islanders, you can maybe even bank on a complete 180 next season as far as who's going to be pushing who around when the Rangers and the Islanders step onto the ice together. I mean, the Rangers have really gone out of their way to make themselves more physical, and adding Casey Sezikis to the equation would only add to that. Uh, We've talked about all the free agency moves and all the trades, and in total, there were seven guys that the Rangers have already brought in to become a bigger, physical, tougher team. And so why not one more? And why not take him away from your most hated rivals? Sezikis is coming off of a five-year, $16.75 million contract, so that paid him an average annual value of $3.35 million. I would imagine he would get a fairly similar contract, at least in terms of the dollars. Maybe he doesn't get five years, given that he will turn 31 this upcoming season, but it's not like his game has declined at all in recent seasons. And, you know, somebody who goes out there and plays physical and gritty— We've talked about that in the past as well, but that's not the kind of thing that really slumps all that much. So I don't think we have to be too worried about Sezikis, you know, falling off of a cliff if the Rangers were to give him, say, like a three-year contract. I don't think he's going to come in and and just forget how to play hockey and forget how to play his physical brand of hockey. Uh, It should also be noted that the Islanders are looking to bring him back. This is what General Manager Lou Lamorello had to say at the Islanders year-end press conference. 
No question what Casey Sezikis has brought to the team. We will do everything we can to have him come back. And so that's really just basic GM talk there, but I think it stands to reason that the Islanders would be looking to keep Casey Sezikis in the mix. I mean, they like playing that old-school physical brand of hockey, and Casey Sezikis obviously delivers that in spades. The issues with adding Sezikis, if you're the Rangers, could be the cost. You know, I don't know that the Rangers want to commit a decent amount of money north of $3 million to somebody like Casey Sezikis, especially when they've already brought in a lot of guys that kind of fit those bottom six roles and can do a lot of the things that Casey Sezikis can do. They can play physical, they can kill penalties, and they can just set a tone for the game. And another issue with Sezikis, if the Rangers were to sign him, is we've talked about how there's basically, you know, there was a logjam at wing even coming into this offseason. Now there's basically a logjam everywhere when it comes to the forwards. They've added so many players here, and I'm not so sure how you fit all these guys into the lineup on any given night. Of course, the Rangers might not be done wheeling and dealing. They could end up shipping a couple of players away for an already established NHL center like we've talked about in the past. But right now, I mean, Sezikis, if you were to add him, I would imagine he would probably center the fourth line. I mean, obviously, you got Mika and Strom in the top two lines as the centers. And then Barclay Goodrow, I have him kind of penciled in as the third line center. And so I guess Sezikis would be on the fourth line as the center. I don't know what that would mean for Kevin Rooney. Maybe that reduces him to a healthy scratch. I do think Sezikis is a little bit of a step up from Kevin Rooney. And I like Rooney, and I don't want to see him, you know, unjustly pushed out of the lineup because I think he did a pretty nice job for the Rangers this past season. But again, there is a little bit of a logjam. Maybe either Sezikis or Rooney could play one of the wings. But even there, I mean, you've got Sammy Blay, who's probably going to be the fourth line left winger and Ryan Reeves presumably will be the fourth line right winger so I just don't know what you do with all these guys if you bring in a Casey Sezikis something else that I love about Sezikis he's a pretty good face-off guy he's at 50.6 percent for his career which doesn't necessarily jump off the page but the Rangers struggles in the face-off department is well documented in general and certainly on this podcast and I just like the idea of adding somebody who can win some face-offs obviously they've done that with Barclay Goodrow but one more certainly wouldn't hurt the Rangers uh Sezikis in his career if you want to just go through his career stats real quick here 590 games played in the regular season 81 goals 104 assists so 185 points in 590 games but you're not getting him for points you're getting him to be a shutdown forward which is where he excels he's also dished out 1,100 and 77 hits, and he has blocked 433 shots in his career. So just a hard-nosed player. We all know this. Painful, though, it may be for us to admit. Uh, he's obviously been a very effective player for the New York Islanders over these past, really the past decade, and that fourth line just wreaks havoc on the Rangers. That fourth line impacts the game about as much as any fourth line in hockey, the fourth line that they've kind of been rolling with over these past few seasons. And Sezikis is obviously a huge part of that. And if you can wrangle him away from the New York Islanders and you're the Rangers, I'd say it's at least worth some consideration. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. 
They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and throw out one more name as far as prominent, unrestricted free agents that are still on the market, and we will talk about if there could be any kind of a fit with the Rangers. This one is a little bit out there, so you guys are going to have to stay with me on this one, but let's have some fun here. I'm going to throw out center Joe Thornton. Now, Thornton has been in the NHL for quite some time. He is now 42 years old. He is still chasing his first Stanley Cup. He is obviously not the superstar that he used to be, uh, but he is still a very respected member of any locker room that he's a part of. And he just wrapped up a one-year $700,000 deal with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So it's pretty obvious to me and probably to you guys as well that any team in hockey could probably have Joe Thornton for basically next to nothing. I mean, he'd probably be somewhere in that range, somewhere once again in the $700,000 range. One thing that we got to point out here, and one of the reasons why I'm at least somewhat intrigued by Joe Thornton, size does not slump. Uh, no matter the age, he is six foot four, 220 pounds, and the Rangers have made no bones about it. They are looking to get bigger, tougher, stronger in this offseason. And, I mean, Joe Thornton is basically a tree on skates out there. The guy is just an absolute monster. He is also one... 54.3% of the face-offs for his career, so he'd give the Rangers another option as far as somebody who could go out there and win them a draw when they really, really need it, whether they're trying to you know, tie a game late or whether they're trying to protect a one-goal lead. I mean, I don't know if you would necessarily want Joe Thornton. He's a little bit older. I don't know if you would want him out there on the ice protecting a one-goal lead late in games, but it might be worth it just for his ability to win the face-off, and given the fact that he's a veteran, I would think he would at least know what he's doing in a situation like that. And, you know, again, we, we've talked about the age, 42 years old, but it's not like he goes out there and embarrasses himself. I mean, this past season with the Leafs, he skated in 44 games. He scored five goals and picked up 15 assists. So he had 20 points in 44 games, nearly a half point per game for a 42-year-old playing bottom six minutes. He only averaged 13 minutes and 43 seconds of ice time this past season. You know, I'm almost talking myself into this. I thought this would kind of be the out there idea that I threw in there at the end. And, you know, we'll just have some fun and talk about Joe Thornton a little bit. But there's actually a decent amount to like here about Thornton. I'm not saying the Rangers should bend over backwards to make this happen. But given the fact that he's still out there in free agency, I think it's worth at least picking up the phone and, you know, doing your due diligence on Joe Thornton. Again, I realize he is older and he's not the player that he used to be. But 
he's somebody that, I mean, would anybody really have any issues if he was the fourth line center on the New York Rangers? I think he might be able to do pretty well in that role. And again, we have the same issue here as we would have with Casey Sezikis coming in. I don't know what that means for Kevin Rooney, if that means you trade Rooney, if that means that he's a healthy scratch on certain nights, if that means that maybe Rooney can play the wing or somebody else can play the wing. I mean, there's there's a lot of moving parts. And again, there is kind of a logjam at Ford for the New York Rangers right now. But again, if I'm the Rangers, given the fact that it's going to cost next to nothing to pick up Joe Thornton, I think I would at least make the call and at least talk about it and at least consider it in-house. Now, it's also, of course, possible that Joe Thornton decides to hang up the skates this offseason. This was a quote that he had just after the Toronto Maple Leafs season ended. This came too suddenly. I really haven't had time to think about it. I have to be a dad for a little bit here. I feel really healthy, really good. We'll see. I haven't made any decision. I feel really good, but I have to take some time and be a dad. And obviously, the Maple Leafs were knocked out of the first round of the playoffs this season by the Montreal Canadiens. They blew the 3-1 to series lead, and then Montreal did what they did and made it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. But, you know, Thornton has had some time to think about it at this point. I can only assume he spent a bunch of time with his family, and we will see. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see if he comes back for at least one more season as he continues to try to chase that elusive Stanley Cup. That's another thing, too. You know, we've talked about wanting the Rangers to add people who have experience in the Stanley Cup playoffs— and Thornton has skated in 186 career Stanley Cup playoff games. So he's basically got more than two NHL regular seasons worth of playoff games, which is absolutely wild to think about. And, you know, it's something that I think the Rangers could at least consider. I don't think they bend over backwards to bring in Joe Thornton, but it could be something that could make some sense. There are a couple of other unrestricted free agents that I'd like to get to in a later episode and maybe even some restricted free agents as well to see if the Rangers can maybe strike a deal with some of these teams that have not yet signed their restricted free agents. But we will save that for another episode. To close out today, what I wanted to do was kind of point the draft spotlight at Jaden Grube, an 18-year-old center who last played for the Red Deer Rebels of the WHL. He was drafted by the Rangers in the third round, the first overall pick of the third round. And... I had a little bit of a mix-up in yesterday's episode. I had the Rangers' two third-round picks backward. Jaden Groove was actually taken with the number 65 overall pick, and Ryder Korzak was number 75. We talked about Ryder Korzak in yesterday's episode, so I had them backward, and I do apologize for that. But everything I said about Korzak in yesterday's episode still does apply. So basically, we're just going to be talking about these two players in uh, reverse order here. Nothing really changes. We will continue to go one at a time talking about this New York Ranger draft class of 2021. And if you want to hear some thoughts on the other New York Ranger draft picks that we've already discussed in recent episodes, Brandon Offman, obviously, he went to the Rangers in the first round. We discussed the possibility of the Rangers picking him in episode 397, and then we spoke about their actual selection of him in episode 404. So for Offman, episodes 397 or 404. For Ryder Korzak, that was yesterday's episode, episode 410. And then, of course, today we will talk about Jaden Grube. Grube, again, the first of two centers that the Rangers took in this draft class. The other, of course, was Ryder Korzak. But unlike Korzak, Korzak stands at only 5'10", 159 pounds. Grube is 6'3", and tips the scales at 201 pounds. So he's obviously the bigger of the two, and he sort of fits in with this whole we have to get bigger, stronger, tougher, nastier mantra that the Rangers are going with this offseason. Uh, he played the last two seasons in the WHL with the Red Deer Rebels in that time. Groob has skated in 62 games. He has scored seven goals, dished out 25 assists. So 32 points in 62 games 
We're into the third round at this point of the NHL draft, so point-per-game players are certainly becoming more scarce by the time you get into this third round. Uh, but this past season, Group was limited to just five games with the Red Deer Rebels because of a knee injury. It does sound like the Rebels are hopeful that Grub will be ready to go at the start of 2021-2022. He was also named the captain of the Red Deer Rebels going into this past season, so that's really impressive. At the age of just 18, he was named the captain of a team that plays in the WHL, and the WHL is for players aged 16 to 21. So to get that C at just 18 years of age is impressive. This is what Brent Suter had to say about the situation. Brent Suter is the owner, general manager, and head coach of the Red Deer Rebels. This is what he had to say about awarding the C to Jaden Grube. This is a huge honor for Jaden. After meeting with our leadership group today, they felt it was important to have a designated captain within our room for this season. Going back to Jaden's draft year, our staff identified him as a player and person that we saw leading our team down the road. All those attributes have proven true, and we're confident he'll lead our group with passion and energy in the seasons to come. So again, very, very impressive to uh, see such a young player in that league getting the captaincy at such a young age. And also, unlike Korzak, you know, the other center that the Rangers took in the third round here, Grub is very, very strong in the faceoff circle. And we've been over this and over this. We've talked about it even in this episode here today. The Rangers do need to get better on the dot. But in his career in the WHL, Grub has won 429 face-offs out of 772. That's over the past two seasons combined, and that is a success rate of 55.6%. Now, I realize winning face-offs is going to be more difficult in the NHL than it will be in the WHL, but as of right now, it seems like it's certainly a strength of Grub's game. And I will leave you guys with one scouting report regarding Grub, and this comes to us from Elite Prospects and their 2021 NHL Draft Guide. If there's a defining skill here, it's Grub's defense. He's less aggressive and more quietly intelligent, eliminating off-puck threats, reading switch-offs, and constantly scanning and adjusting. In transition, he builds speed under the puck, pushes plays to the middle, and finishes his off-puck routes to create space behind him. And so, yeah, there's a lot to like here, and I think the Rangers were at the point where they pretty much had to pick a center at this time in the draft because, obviously, they passed on one in the first round, selecting Brandon Othman, and by the time they got to the third round here, I think it was definitely time to pick a center, and I think the Rangers definitely got a good one and somebody that can bring a lot of positive attributes to the table and uh, help the Rangers win some games down the stretch. I don't know that we'll see him this season. A lot of times, you know, you're taking in the third round. It's going to be a little while before we see you in the NHL, but we will continue to track his progress as we will with every member of the Rangers 2021 NHL draft class. But that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.